Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for showing up. You can call in or text in on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Yep, just use that. It's 608-785-7914. Well, we're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. But uh, certainly, use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line at 608-785-7914. Certainly easy to do. You know what else is going to be easy to do? It's going to be easy for you to show up to our live show tomorrow at Pearl Street Brewery in La Crosse. Yep, that's where we're going to be. Pearl Street Brewery in La Crosse doing a live show. Me and Rick, if he decides to show up. And um, other folks, you too. It's going to be fun. Should be fun. I mean, and if it's not, there's beer there. Pearl Street Brewery beer. I mean, uh, I don't know. That's pretty good. Um, Maybe some other treats as well. So looking forward to that. I hope you are too. Stop by. Uh, You don't have to hang out for the whole thing. I understand that a lot of people probably don't tune into the show for the entire two hours. So I wouldn't expect you to be there for an entire two hours. If you are, that's cool. But if you just want to swing by and say hello, that's great too. You can even be a part of the show just by sort of calling, but you're just actually there talking into a microphone. That's completely fine too. So any way you want to do it is uh, totally fine, but that live show is tomorrow. But you could, you'll still be able to call in tomorrow as well. We'll be talking about some pretty compelling stuff uh, tomorrow. That's my guess anyway. We do have some confirmed guests that will be um, either there. We have uh, somebody calling in that uh, sh- should be pretty fun. Um, again, that's our live show tomorrow, same time, 4 to 6, at the uh, Pearl Street Brewery in La Crosse. 608-785-7914. Once again, it's the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 785-7914. And again, we're on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, mitch at 1410wizm.com. Right in front of our building this afternoon. Right in front of our building on State Street. There was a lacrosse squad car that uh, was uh, stopping at a light at 2nd and State. We're at 2nd and State in downtown lacrosse, and a lacrosse police squad car was stopping at the light. It was um, going uh, uh, west, all right, so west on State Street, stopping at the light there. And um, right behind that squad car, uh, squad number 28, <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. Right behind that squad car was a, was a, a woman in a uh, Volvo station wagon, newer one. And as she's stopping, as she's braking, you know, very, it's a, it's a slow process that's going. It's not like hurried braking or anything. While she's doing that, behind the police squad car, she's texting something on her phone. And I'm just like, man, this is, you, it, I, it, I, but, and that's, it made me believe that in truth, it's not that all y'all don't, drive well or just are just they clueless it's that you just don't even know that you are not aware that um that your utilization of your phone in that way while you're driving down the street is even illegal you're not even aware of it you're doing it you don't even know you're doing it because if you're doing it and you're 
driving up behind a police squad car, apparently it's not even something that you're even, that's not even, you're not cognizant that this is something you shouldn't be doing. One of those days, too, when everybody, every other car, there's somebody updating something and texting somebody. Cars, utility trucks, some dude with a wheelbarrow in the back of a big utility box, one ton something or another, driving down, driving down 3rd Street, I don't know, maybe checking out a place to eat or something on his phone. Just stop doing it. Man, I I don't, yeah. You know what? It, typically, though, and I hate, I, and I know this is just anecdotal, mostly anecdotal, because I don't have good solid numbers behind this, and I'm just talk show guy talking about this, but anecdotally, what I see more often than not are young women who are just buried in their phones. Buried. They cannot get out their phones. Young men too. And then you get the spattering of um, you know, people that are that are older, but not very many of those. But typically it's young women. Just can't stop. They can't stop. And driving, yeah, the car will get there. But I really, I really gotta text Eloise, you know? So man, it's something else. It's just, I know, I've, I just, I can't, it's hard for me to let this stuff go. It's hard for me to let the, the, you know, the giant trucks going through red lights, hard for me to let that go. Y'all got to stop that. Seriously. I'm going to, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start, I'm going to start hanging out red lights with my camera. And when you and your truck go through the red light, I'm just going to shoot it to your company. How about that? But that, it, is that if I start doing that, do you think that would get you to stop doing it? If I start getting a picture of you going through an intersection and while you're underneath the green light going in the other direction, if I just hang out at intersect, because I could do that all day and probably get a hundred trucks. How about if I just threaten to do that? Stop doing it. All right, 608-785-7914-785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. I told somebody today I wasn't talking about this anymore. Um, as because I, we, there, you can't even, there, there's not even a way to come to an agreement on what among those who are listening or calling or digesting information on a regular daily basis. There's not even an agreement on whether there are children that are coming to America illegally. I mean, it's, it's really difficult to get people to agree on what the hell's actually going on on the Southern border with the children and the families and the separations and all of that, much less determine uh, whether there is where it's whether it's worthwhile to have a dialogue about what should happen. So can't settle on the ground rules. Certainly hard to have a conversation about how to change the rules. Um, however, I, the strangeness of all of this compounded today by an executive order signed by the president that. 
Maybe. I don't know. It does something for sure. I'm, I'm not exactly sure why he did it. But we'll talk about that. 608-785-7914. Actually, I'm going to have Rick explain what this is because that will be far more entertaining. Let's come back and do that. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line. More to come. Stick around. Panel practice is kind of fun sometimes, but it can be hard work. Hey, it's my turn. I need to practice too. I'm Eternals, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. Don't forget to join us at the live show uh, tomorrow at, uh, at Pearl Street Brewery in Lacrosse. Uh, there's a couple things for you to drink there. Um, just get a wide variety of stuff on tap. So for those of you lucky enough to be Wisdom Insiders, they got the email inviting you to the show. Of course, you realize that you're getting a free glass and a free beer. Um, so... For those of you who didn't ever get around to signing up for the Wisdom Insider, I recommend you do it like at some point so that you can take part in the free stuff in the future. 608-785-7914. Um, so, <laughs> like I said, I, I really am not thrilled to have ongoing conversations about whatever the child separation thing is happening at the southern border because although it is it's compelling... And it has seized the imagination of the American public. Uh, I, f- I find that we struggle, and, and we, when we talked about this earlier, it was a couple of days ago, when we talk about this, we, we, I think we struggle to even comprehend what it is exactly. We can't agree on what is actually happening, much less on how to, to resolve it. So without, without being able to figure the basics of what is actually happening on the southern border with the children and the families and the separation and the law and all that kind of stuff. It's hard to come to an agreement on what, about what to do with it. That doesn't mean we need to ignore it. It's just that it's hard. It's difficult to come to a resolution. Let's just, I'll just leave it there. However, there was a fascinating thing that happened today. I, and I frankly didn't see this coming. Um, although that's not unusual, uh, not unusual as we've, uh, as, uh, the president has made very clear, he does, um, uh, he likes to be, uh, unpredictable for sure. All right. So he signed an executive order that I'll let Rick fill in the blanks. Rick, what do you, what it's called affording Congress an opportunity to address family separation. Okay, and so what what does it... It's an executive order that does what? It essentially just lets children be detained with their parents, I believe. Okay, you ask the question. You can't even... You don't even know? I give you like five minutes to come up with the answer, and now you you can't even give me an answer. You gave me a question. Well, at some point, it's going to um, not work anymore because you can't do that, apparently. Like, it's something about violating the Flores settlement from 1997. All right, all right. But we're ending the madness for now. <laughs> so we're not. So the the result of this is that they're the they're child, people parents coming to the southern border with their children will not have the children taken away from them. That's the basic. That's the outcome of this. Is that yes. correct? Okay. Be, uh, apparently, before that what like a week ago they were forced to do it because of the law 
but now we've changed the law with an executive order. Well, that's and that's not unusual for presidents to take matters into their own hands and um, overuse executive orders. It's just that I didn't, I don't, I'm not sure if this was if it was necessary as an executive order because the zero tolerance policy was put in place. By that administration, they just started doing that not too long ago. So, I just, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know what I'm. I'm curious about what we think just happened here. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. This was just a couple of hours ago. Um, an executive order stopping the family separation p- policy. Uh, your thoughts on that? Six zero eight seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, good afternoon, Mitch. Yep. What's going on? Um, I guess I'm kind of I, I'm kind of shocked that uh, the president did the uh, did the signed his special resolution or whatever today too. I think really that uh, he should have stuck to his guns. I think this is a congressional problem. I think it's time for the United States Congress. To uh, to do something, I don't think it's the president's responsibility to write legislation. It's his job to uh, sign it into law. And uh, there's politicians on both sides of the aisle that really need to uh, do something meaningful for a change. Mm-hmm. Okay. The do nothing Congress is the truth. We got a congressman from right here in Lacrosse that was. Uh, he was probably on board when that rule that he was enforcing was put into place. In fact, I'd be willing to bet that he was in favor of it. And it's the same group of people now that are opposed to it because Donald Trump's doing what he said he was going to do, and that's enforce the rules of law. Okay. And uh, I, I just, I'm just fed up with it. Congress needs to do something. Okay, so it's their job to write legislation. All right, so it's the president should have stayed. Iron pre- out these problems. President should have stayed the course. You know, is what you're saying? Yeah. All right, great. Well, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Your thoughts on that? Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. President should have stayed the course. Um, does that mean that did he buckle then to external pressure? Um, word on the street is that Milani had something to do with this. Uh, he was convinced. Pressured, perhaps, by her? Is that, I mean, that may or may, that's uh, unconfirmed at this point, but uh, that is a, definitely a uh, a report from, I don't remember where that is, where that came from. Um, NPR. I think it was NPR, actually. What was it? Breitbart. No, it wasn't Breitbart. <laughs> uh, Kirsten Nielsen apparently had, uh, she may have been, had something to do with this as well. Um Again, it, it's the the policy of 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 rather than simply detaining families and giving them um, and then doing a hearing and then you know going through all that process, that that policy shift it seemed like that was simply something that was easily reversed. I, I guess I'm not sure that using an executive order to curtail that was it doesn't seem like it was necessary but but i don't know i guess i i think that did did the president back down did he 
did he buckle? Um, Dan thinks he should have stayed the course. Was it the, I, I, you know, if you're not separating children from families, that's what so many people had wanted. I'm assuming that this is an acceptable course for him to take then for uh, the many of the Americans who were, who were um, urging uh, this to practice to stop. I, I would have to believe that. 608-785-7914. We'll go to Joe. Joe, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. I think uh, as far as him buckling, I mean, he's in the position where he has to because he's the president. So, I mean, you can only play in chess. You, can, you can't just make whatever play with whatever piece you want. And with the president, he only has so many so many uh, positions he can play. So I think, though, what he was doing was a good idea because the best way to get a lousy law off the books is to enforce it, you know. So he should have... Uh, he knows that, and I guess we'll see where this goes, but I think this was the only play that, uh, in his position, he could make mm. at this time. Hmm. So I, don't, I don't think he's completely given up. I mean, we'll see what his whole game plan is, mm. which is, of course, to get funding for the wall. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it, I guess as long as the Democrats keep this stuff up, the closer we, this probably won't be the defining uh, keep, subject for the keep, midterms, but as long as they keep this stuff up. Keep what stuff up? I'm hoping that it uh, crushes their flushes their blue swirl. I'm sorry. Uh, keep keep what up? Uh, you know they haven't said anything in, since two. Well, the books have all been in place how many years? And there's tons of pictures and everything out there and stories from back when Obama was in office doing the same thing. Yeah, but now that they're that trying wasn't. to cover up the Horowitz report and. The AG report, you know, all the bad stuff that they don't want to report on, Mm. all the corruption and the Clinton and Obama, they're not covering a bit of that. They're making Mm. this issue here, you know, covered by all news outlets with the same story at the same time. You know, that kind of shows you maybe a lot of the CEOs of these media corporations probably invested heavily in the Clinton Foundation in order to get globalism going so they could get the biggest payback. So. This is the story they want to tell because they invested so much in the other side. This isn't. This is just ridiculous. The same as the whole birth certificate crap. You know, it's been. It was two years of that, and at two years of this, I'm putting all never Trumpers in the same category as Holocaust deniers. Okay. Huh. All right. Um, wow. You you just outlined an incredible conspiracy. Just media invested in Clintons and all kinds. That was that was wide. Ranging right there. You got to get the United States out of the way is what you have to do because their dollar is what's in the way of globalization, you know. And Trump's like, no, without us, the whole entire world's going to fall apart. So you guys should base everything on us. Follow suit, follow lead, not get us out of the way. And a couple of greedy people who have all the money are trying to, you know, play the game here at the expense of all the rest of us. All right. Which is what's well, been going on at least the last 15 years. I, Jobs all yeah. shipped out here. America shut down, try to get us out of the way. Speculate right. on everything, currency to oil to whatever you can in order to make a quick buck at America's expense. Well, it's over. All right. Well, I I, I understand the, the influence of the oligarchy is where, where we're going with this. And I, I do not deny that that is a significant, uh, has a significant influence on American politics and maybe more so than, than and Joe um, is under the impression that is it's, Far more than we can possibly imagine. Uh, and you know what? A lot of truth to that, frankly. Um, maybe not, perhaps not in the way that he thinks it has. But 
it uh, there's the 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 power of uh, of the extraordinarily influential and wealthy is hard to deny. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Once again, an executive order to stop a process that may not have needed an executive order. What is the outcome, and what does it mean now for this debate in relation to the children and the families? As I was mentioning before, it's difficult to agree on what is actually what was actually happening at the southern border, as Joe just showed us. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. This is Wisdom. I'm Trent with more. Three yesterday in Lacrosse. I'm Brad Williams. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Um, we're also on uh, Facebook Live. You want to check that out. I mean, super entertaining, obviously. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you on the Better Hearing Center Talk. A text line 608-785-7914, Again, I have to admit that I'm not exactly sure uh, what the president's strategy is um, today. Uh, in signing an executive order to basically reverse his uh, the, the zero tolerance policy that uh, his administration enacted um, earlier this spring in relation to arresting those who have illegally arresting and detaining those who had illegally crossed the border even with their children, necessitating the separation of children from their families and all that or whatever has happened <laughs> because there seems to be a tremendous level of disagreement. Just in that, just in that, there's disagreement. So, so there's that, but then the president signed executive order to, to re- reverse that. And, um, and you know, there, without question, and Joe said this earlier, uh, Joe said a lot of things, actually, including kind of did the rundown of the conspiracy of um, media conglomerates and being highly invested in Donald Trump not being president and taking over the world or something like that. But he also said and that um, without question, uh, Congress has punted on immigration reform for, I don't know how long now. It's been a couple decades at least. They're just not, they're not sitting down to do it. And the, the, the thing that... The thing that continually stops does not get addressed when it comes to discussions about immigration is that regardless of how you feel about illegal immigration, it is a it is a significant part of the labor force that keeps this country moving. Ask, you know, go go to go to farms in California and Colorado and Wisconsin, for that matter. And poke around a little bit. Regardless of whether it's ag or, uh, you know, hotel rooms, uh, restaurants, all over the United States of America. So, there is, the and and this is, this is a wink and a nod kind of thing that's been going on for now, I, I, I'm going to say decades. From first INS and now ICE. Kind of a wink and a nod. Yeah, okay, go recruit workers down in you know Mexico or wherever you're going to recruit them. Bring them up here. That's fine. We'll kind of turn the other way. That's what's been happening. That's why immigration reform is necessary. The Guatemalans and Hondurans that we're 
seeing, you know, there does seem to be some um, other issues rather than just coming to work in the fields. Uh, but that doesn't, that doesn't leave, it doesn't excuse Congress from having to act on immigration reform. All right, 608-785-7914. So today, President Trump signed an executive order basically reversing his zero-tolerance policy. Although I, I, I don't know why he had to do it that way. I guess by doing that, that says that I'm blocking the enforcement of this law, even though he was the first to fully enforce the law. 608-785-7914, if you'd like to join us here on the air. And to, and to some degree, that makes sense. Let's go to Tom. Tom, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. So my first question is, and I'll make a statement and then see if you agree, and that is that all of the people who are, are separated from their children, uh, they are all charged with a criminal offense. Is that correct? Uh, yes, they are charged, um, charged and detained with a misdemeanor, yes, under the law, yes. Okay, so <clears throat> I'll just point out then that uh, if some thug out on 3rd Street gets arrested for beating up a little old lady or uh, doing drugs or something, he's also separated from his children because they take him off to jail. So I'm not sure these people are really treated that much differently than the law uh, does and has for a long time. Okay. So that's just just my point. All right. Well, th- Tom, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Without doubt, you don't take your children to jail. No question about it. Yes, sir. So, lady fleeing her country yes. for poverty or safety reasons with her child for sa- to get here to maybe have a better life. That's equal the same to guy thug beating up, beating up old lady. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that yeah, is. Got it. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Also uh, on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at fourteen ten wizm dot com. Ooh, I mean, yeah, you cannot, you don't take your children to jail, no question. Um, on the Better Hearing Center talking text line, uh, Mitch, I was separated from parents for eight years before legally coming to America. That uh, from uh, Albert Rowland. He's the 94th Assembly District candidate. He's running against Steve Doyle. Why isn't Al on the phone with us right now? I get, Al. I guess Albert, if you're, why why don't you, why don't you call us? Uh, also says a legal immigrant who came to America legally, it would serve no purpose to comment on the poor decisions of criminals and the ramifications on the criminals' families because of their poor decisions. Therefore, I have no comment. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That explains it. Sorry, man. Sorry. Don't call then. Forget it. Forget I said everything. Uh, this listener says, I agree with the president. These people are just going to have to stop bringing their children to the border. Uh, Steve says the policy has always been on the books. This administration has decided to follow it all as it was. Uh, mm. <laughs> person agrees with me about the phones, right? I was talking earlier about you people and your phones. Put the damn phones down. 
Isn't technology great, or do people just think they're important that they have to be on their phone all the damn time? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just don't do it while you're driving. I just can't. I don't like that. That's the part that I don't like. Just stop stop doing them while you're driving. 608-785-7914. I'll be 69 years old, still complaining about people texting and driving. We won't be driving. All right, let's go to uh, Mary. Mary, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yes, I agree with your first caller that called in about how corrupt Washington is. I'll tell you, Trump is trying to drain the swamp, but it's just about impossible. Now the FBI, this is all in cahoots. And that investigation that Mueller did, $17 million, and the taxpayers are supposed to pay for that. I think they should pay for it out of their own pocket because they're all corrupt, and the media is in on it when... Trump was meeting with North Korea. They didn't even have hardly nothing in the news. But, boy, they are blowing this immigration stuff up so badly. It's terrible. So what did Trump do? He had to finally shut him up and reverse what he did. So I think the whole works needs to be cleaned out. It's a mess down there. Okay. All right. So this is is more just uh, draining of the swamp, basically. Yep. All right. Well, all right, Mary, look, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining in. 608-785-7914. Yes, right. So when people disagree with something that's happening in the government and speak out about it and make so much noise that it forces the president to change what has happened, that's good or that's a bad thing? Like, what are we doing here? (laughs) Like, he had to to change what he was doing. Squeaky wheel. That's what (laughs) happened. Like, congratulations, people who were speaking out. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. Is that, in fact, what it was, or was it just, it was because the optics were not great, and, you know, and this other report about it being his wife, was it Melania that was really pulling the strings on this one? Because that report's out there. Yes, sir. If nobody cares about 2,300 kids being, you know, sent off to whatever, summer camps, um, as some people have described, uh, then nothing changes if the, the no tolerance policy continues the way the way it's going. If we don't say anything about the kids being detained, then why would it change? Because of his wife? But no. But what Mary was saying is that, and I, you know, if if you follow what she's saying, is that because the media is. Uh, because the, the of the incredible level of coverage that the media has given to this process of 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 the, the zero tolerance policy and removing children from their parents and all that because of the attention that that's gotten that's the reason why the optics were so bad in the first place and i think that her point was is that there was the meeting with south korea that got, she said that it got very scant attention this has gotten outsized attention, and that has forced uh, the president to act. Um, that was uh, Mary who was saying that earlier. Let's go to another Mary who's been holding on. Mary, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, actually, it wasn't the president that did it. It was Jeff Sessions. He's the one that decided they would handle it with the children being separated from the parents. And then all of this blew up. And... Um, Tell people to go on their websites today and see what Peter Fonda, I don't know if you saw what he did, and the First Lady reported it, and um, they're looking into it now. It's 
outrageous what he, the message he sent her about coming to get her son and what they wanted to do to him. Um, the left has gone out of their minds. But with the decision that was made today by this executive order, um, the Dems wouldn't come and sit down to the table one more time. Evidently, Paul Ryan says there's more legislation that they're going to try to pass tomorrow. But when the president decided to go through with this with an executive order, it will help take the children back with their parents. But there is this old law that states that you can only hold the children for no more than 20 days. So they now are going to go to a judge to see if when they are united together in these places where they have to keep them until they're checked through the process to find out who they are and if they really are connected to these children, um, they want to know if they can have an indefinite holding time because otherwise it's, it's just a mess. They've got like over 2,000 children that they're responsible for. And, I mean, from what I've seen from the pictures where they've gone into these places, they're neat and they're clean and the children are taken care of, but it isn't the best of circumstances. But it's like what, what a mess. I mean, we welcome immigrants, but the president says we, we want to allow people in here legally where they apply for citizenship. And that's the way anybody that I, I worked at Gunderson Lutheran for 20 years. And let me tell you, there's many, many foreign people that work there that are professionals. And this is what they've all done. They've become citizens. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's really wrong. All right. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. But we'll move on. 608-785-7914. We'll go to Deb next. Deb, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Uh, it's nice to see America's concerned about 2,300 kids, but I'd like to see America and people in our community concerned about the hundreds of thousands of kids that are removed from their parents on a daily basis, day in and day out, and they live in foster care. And it's impossible to get funding for foster care. Those foster parents, it's hard to find them to give support to the foster parents. If people are genuinely concerned about the kids and not just about uh, arguing about the president, but if they genuinely care about kids, I can assure them that in every single community, there are plenty of opportunities for them to do something about kids being removed from their homes. Okay. Well, I, and I, I appreciate the, the plug for foster care. We can't have too many foster parents, no doubt about it. I really and appreciate those kids that. Those are as traumatized as the kids that everybody's concerned about, and if people really are care about kids, then and this isn't just about fighting the president, then people have ten, plenty of opportunities to do something locally. All right. Well, Thank I, you. I, I think it's a, um, a great reminder, and I appreciate that call. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. Foster parents are doing incredible things and uh, faced with uh, unbelievable obstacles every single day. I mean, you know, Deb uh, uh, brings up an excellent point about um, the trauma of being removed from your parent is is real, regardless of, in this particular situation, if you've got, I don't know, whether you believe they're refugees or whether you believe they're coming to America with their kids to try to get a job and, you know, cleaning in a hotel or whatever it is you believe about what's going on here, the removal of the children from a parent's, the trauma of that is just as real for them as it is for, and I know it's this is hard to believe, but children who live in families where there is some, there may be some difficult situations involving drug use and criminality and all that kind of thing, that trauma is not, is not less for those children. I mean, it's a great point. There's no question about it. Yes, Rick. 
Um, a couple in San Francisco started a fundraiser on Facebook. They wanted to raise fifteen hundred to help with like lawyer fees for for these kids. It's uh it's at ten million dollars. It's making four thousand dollars a minute are getting poured into this fundraiser. Wow, that's good for lawyers. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. We go to Matt. Matt, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, hi, Mitch. I just wanted to do a follow up comment on uh, your points as far as the president making decisions based on the optics. I, I think it's important. The president has worked very hard to set a narrative, trying to villainize some of some specific groups. Mm-hmm. You know, namely in this case, the immigrant uh, or illegal immigrant population. And for months, he's you know told the American people that people who are coming illegally to this country were drug dealers, rapists, and and gang members, and while I have no doubt that some of those people coming fall into those categories, this issue puts a real face on on who who some of these people are. That you know, the three year old girl who is being taken away from her parents is an illegal immigrant, but it's a very different case than the president is trying to to sell to the American public. I think that you know, once people start to see an actual face and a reality to some of these issues that he's been pushing for such a long time, we've we realize some, you know, some of the policies and some of the issues that he has been pushing are not necessarily American the way that he's been presenting them. Mm. Okay. Uh, was it was it that then that that really moved America was that being able to see that and, and not not tattooed gang members, but uh, like you said, the three year old child being separated from the parents. It was it was the picture of that. It was the image of that that really that changed the the, the tone of this debate. Yes, one hundred percent. And I, I think that this—I think this president, particularly based on his ego and his personality, views everything in the lens of optics. Whether or not he's winning the the argument or the messaging for his policies, I see a lot of similarity here with the immigrant children. Actually, to a very different debate that happened over health care last year, mm-hmm. where the president wanted to portray people on Obamacare as people who were not working hard enough or uh, were freeloaders. And when the actual health care debate came up. It turns out, you know, those people are cancer survivors who wouldn't otherwise have health insurance. They're, you know, elderly adults who are receiving health insurance through Obamacare. Um, you know, those people started to come out during that debate. They sat in congressional offices and they put a face on exactly what that meant to be, um, you know, an Obamacare recipient. And that's, okay. again, not to say, again, that there isn't a population, you know, on that uh program who might not be working as hard or whatnot, but when you put an actual face on that, the conversation becomes very dif- different. I okay. see a lot of parallels between these two very different topics. All right. Well, man, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. 608-785-7914. Matt uh, says putting a human face on the people that are involved in, in these uh, conversations and uh, um, as what uh, moved this uh, debate in a different direction forced the, the president to act. Um your thoughts on that? Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Once again, a um, an executive order signed by the president today that reverses course on the zero tolerance policy that was enacted by his administration. Uh, enacted, I'd say, put into place by his administration in well, just last month. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. And Matt brought up again the issue of optics. It is. It's different. To talk about immigrants when it's when it's something that is a you know an existential idea, immigration when it's something that's just out there, right? When it's when it's hu- human beings 
and we see, you know, whether they're manufactured um, optics or not, but when Americans are presented with the faces and with, you know, real people facing real trauma, it does change how we perceive what those people are. 608-785-7914, um, let me get, uh, let me take Jerry. Jerry, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, how you doing, Mitch? I'm all right. I'm all right. All right. All this discussion, you know, about how these immigrants came and how the children came and how they should have come and and all of that stuff, that's all that's all in the past now. There's no use talking about that. The real clincher here is what he did today. I'm anxious to see. Now, that, that should have cleared the way for everybody, right? They should be very well satisfied because that was the big thing. But now I'm anxious to see what that move meant. You know, he's managed, uh, Trump has managed to outsmart these little uh, dramas that they bring up uh, consistently, and he's managed to outsmart them and outlive them and outdo them. I'm anxious to see what he's got up his sleeve this time. There is something behind this move. You know, let's face it, this guy gets some pretty good advice, too. Um, and uh, so I'm kind of anxious to see how, see how this thing is going to proceed. And I think the fireworks are going to start as soon as tomorrow. All right. Well, Jerry, uh, look, i got to leave it there. we got to get to news, but I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Your thoughts on that? What is up of the president's leave? Uh, why don't you uh, give us a call at 608-785-7914. More to come. The people have spoken. Hey, I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here uh, this afternoon and this evening. This hour brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery and Lacrosse. Pearl Street Brewery, fantastic people making exceptional beer and uh, hosting us tomorrow night for our live show at the Pearl Street Brewery. We don't do this very often. We're not getting out of this building terribly often, but we're doing it tomorrow, and you're invited. Please come by. It's going to be just a regular live show, as if you're in your car, except that you won't be in your car. You'll be in a brewery at the tasting room at Pearl Street Brewery and um, delighting in any number of different beers they have on tap there. So excellent opportunity for you to uh, get a little extra special dose of lacrosse talk PM, I guess. I don't know. It, it was, we had so much fun at the Brick House doing it last time, we just had to do it again. That's basically what it comes down to. All right? We had fun then. We're going to have more fun now. All right, but anyway, that's the regular show time, 4 to 6. We do have some special guests. And uh, and you. And you. That's at the Pearl Street Brewery Tasting Room at 1401 St. Andrew Street. And that is tomorrow from 4 to 6. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. 785-7914. You can call in or text in either way you get in on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line and into the show as well. It And... Just unusual turn of events today with not that I you really need to ever say that again about the Trump administration, because if nothing else, President Trump has fostered an atmosphere of unpredictability and likes it. He likes doing that. He said as much. This is what this is how he likes his presidency to go. But this I didn't expect and him to roll back his the zero-tolerance policy of his administration in relation to children at the border and taking them from their parents, um, doing so in an executive order. But also, and I think that you, know, you cannot deny 
that there is a significant need. However we get there, whatever different route we have to go to get there, significant need for immigration reform in the United States of America, because clearly it's something that lawmakers are just continually punting on and kicking down the street. So maybe this will be the uh, opportunity to do something about it. We'll see. Uh, All right, it is uh, 73 now, heading down to a low of 64 tonight, possibility of thunderstorms tonight, and then showers again, likely tomorrow with a high of 73. Again, it's 73 now. Across our PM and WIZM, I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. This hour brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery in La Crosse. We'll be there tomorrow for a live show. All of you are invited. This is not like, this isn't, when we do a live show, it's not like a typical live show that you would otherwise, how do I explain this? We're actually going to be live doing this show at a different location, and you're going to be part of it. So... We had really a lot of fun this winter doing it at the Brick House in downtown La Crosse. Now we're doing it at the Pearl Street Brewery at the tasting room there. It should be a lot of fun. Um, we did not manage to lock down a band uh, this go-round. So uh, we will be, if you and your uh, group of uh, musicians would like to show up and just play, I mean, we, we could probably make room for you. It'd be super fun. Like every time. I just constantly, they could just play constantly. We just have background music. I don't think that'd be a bad thing. I don't know what, what sort of music that would have to be. Is it, are we talking about what kind of, what kind of tunes would we be playing there? What kind of music would it be? Um, I can't think of the word mariachi. Mariachi would be right. right. Like then we do that. Oh, mariachi bands are great. Just the whole time. I, uh, I just, I just got a passport in the mail. Mine. Is it I your- just got my passport in the mail. It is, and I am, you know, quickly closing out my first half century of life here. I it is my very first passport, um, and I am later this year heading to Mexico, and I'm hoping that at some point in one of the tourist trappy areas there is a mariachi band that I will run across because I'm really super excited about that. Destined, I'm be, I'm becoming, and late in life, I'm becoming a world traveler. I mean, not that Mexico is exactly world traveling, but I got some other plans. I'm super excited about that. First passport. It's kind of a, you know, you're filling out the form. You're thinking, what what am I doing? They're asking you some questions about where your parents were born. See, that's that's easier for me to answer than people who were, you know, say came here illegally. Because my parents were born in the U.S., and uh, so I know there's not a whole lot of question about my immigration status. Shouldn't be anyway at this point, which is kind of cool. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air again, a strange development today. I mean, it seems strange to me. Uh, the president, in it seemed like an abrupt change in. Mood, maybe. Um, signed an executive order to end uh, the zero tolerance policy in terms of enforcement for the uh, immigration laws on the border, basically. Um, and a lot of, I think there was a lot of uh, 
you know, and a lot, I think there's people who are happy to see this happen because I think that they were, you know, there, there were some people who were sincerely upset. And I think for good reasons, sincerely upset to see, to have, to be faced with the visuals of children being taken, you know, from their parents, right? If you're not upset by, if you don't find that upsetting, you need to maybe invest in some like empathy juice or something. But, and, and this is actually what the, what, what president Trump cited as well. Being faced with that was the difficult thing, how it sounded, how it looked. He, this is what he said while signing the executive order today. Uh, and, and then, and then there's the, the questions about then now what happens? Because then we, then it's really reverting to essentially the status quo, although maybe not. <laughs> so I don't know. We don't really know. We don't really know. Um, you know, we had interesting over the last several days because of this conversation in relation to children and uh, parents crossing the border and all that kind of stuff. There's been a lot of talk about the children that have come to the United States. And in fact, Kirsten Nielsen, the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, was talking about this just the other day when she was having, I think, during her news conference. Right? She was talking about the 10,000 kids who had been sent to America um, unaccompanied that the the, you know, the nation had had to do something with. Either they were sent here, you know, they were smuggled in or trafficked in or somehow came to America, those, um, and, um, I don't, you know, that I think, well, actually Deb earlier had called and talked about all the children who are taken from their families and, and, and put into foster care, which happens everywhere, right? All over the U S. Um, I would say, I would submit to you and I don't know, I'm not a child psychologist, obviously, but I would submit to you that the trauma is no less. For many of those children, in fact, I've known a lot of those children um, who have, you know, for their parents for one reason or another, and it can be just as simple as as going to jail. And you can see that you can see the trauma. And they wind up in foster care and like, wow, that's great. They have a home. Yeah, but their mom and dad is are in jail or something along those lines have happened. And it's a bad scene and you can see it in their faces. And they, there's a, like a level of disconnect there that they're, you know, when they have this, um, they just, they seem, they seem scarred, frankly. So Deb is right. Uh, who Deb called earlier and advocated for those who are very sincerely uh, concerned about what they view as happening on the Southern border with parents being separated from the children or vice versa. Think about, what's happening in your local community and how you could help in terms of foster care. And I, you know what? I think she's right. It doesn't mean you exclusively do that. It doesn't mean you have to exclusively do that. And then, and that you should not be concerned with what happens with children coming to America who are ref- refugees from other places, but yeah, get real. Think about the resources that need to, um, that, that foster parents need on a regular and daily basis to deal with not only what they're dealing with is having, a child who has been taken from their home, but, but, um, you know, having enough foster parents to do it as well. Good advice. All right. 608-785-7914. Guitar Bob. Is that right? Okay. Let's go there. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Hey, yes, sir. How you doing? Good. Uh, Thanks. 
Yeah, I just flipped on your show, and I love your show always, and uh, I don't get to listen to it as much as I'd like sometimes. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, this is just, I mean, I'm just getting bombarded and pounded here with this latest news story. And meanwhile, there's a lot of other things in the world going on, too. But I understand. Uh, one thing I want to mention was I, I read somewhere that Obama, one of his people, high up people, I don't remember who it was, but they actually had a picture of some kids in a uh, that were uh, at the, I guess they were in cages or uh, confined or whatever, separated from their parents. Uh, but the funny part was that picture that they tried to, uh, to towards Trump on, the problem was that picture was from from when Trump was president, I mean, I'm sorry, when Obama was president. That picture that he had come out, and the picture went viral, um, and then I guess he apparently didn't realize that that picture was... So a lot of people, my point is, a lot of people are blaming Trump uh, for what's going on. Trump is not forcing people to come here illegally, and I'm glad you mentioned what you said, which was my point, was that there's a lot of American families that are broken up uh, because of various circumstances, uh, and if their parents get arrested, it just exactly what you said um, I was going to say is that there's a lot of... So I don't know why they have different standards, but it's just driving me crazy because these people that don't seem to care about Americans very much, um, but they have such different standards for illegal aliens, but yet they don't care about Americans. And, and I see what this goes. Liberals want that... They want that vote. They want illegals to come here because they want their vote, and they're pretending to be compassionate. But the funny part is these same people don't seem to be very compassionate for all of the money and the resources that, that we have to, to sacrifice and give up. And um, I, I've lived in sanctuary cities, as I've mentioned to you before, so I've seen all this. I've seen this movie, and I've seen how this is hurting our country. And uh, not that I don't have compassion for third-world countries and, and, and their situations, but but I do, I, you know, America, We there's kids on, their, on our streets that are hungry, home, they go to school hungry, because there's not enough resources to go around, we can't take care of the whole world. We can't keep, you know, milking the whole world. We can't, we can't do it. Do you we're, really, we're do, out you, of money. do you, do you really honestly believe there's not enough resources to go around? Well, we're 20 trillion in debt. Okay. I mean, where is this money going to come from that we're supposed to help? You know, we got well, a third or a fourth of Mexico's population here living. It's a common sense. If you get Millions, 15, they don't even know how many are here, mm. but uh, approximately 15 million here, illegal, people illegally in this country. And they're, they're, they're third, they got third-grade educations. I mean, I'm not saying all of them, okay, but a lot of them aren't. Let's face it, let's be real. They're not skilled. They're not highly educated skilled. We're not getting the cream of the crop of their society. I remember when all the Cuban refugees came here. Nothing against Cuban. I'm not being racist or whatever. I'm being real. Crime went up, skyrocketed overnight. I remember I was about eight, uh, 16 years old. At the time, and there was—I mean—it brought a lot of problems. And we have to start getting a control over who is coming. And every country in the world enforces their immigration laws. I can't go to Mexico and, and protest their immigration laws and and uh, and live off their taxpayers because they throw me in a Mexican jail real quick. So I, I just wish people would start to get—you know—see what's going on. This is not compact. These judges that are cutting illegal aliens loose back on our streets, coincidentally, campaign co- donors—they're the best. That they're the best. That's why they're giving all this money to these judges because they like cheap labor, and so we're making a lot of sacrifices. I just want this country to stop blaming Trump for this. It's ridiculous, and start looking towards Americans. I mean, look, uh, look at, 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 start caring. If they had half the compassion for Americans as they do people that they're trying to get over here and vote for them, mm. then maybe they'd have a little oh. credibility with me. But I see what's going on, and okay. it's a big farce. Okay, all right. Well, I, I, I appreciate the call, Bob. Thanks so much. Uh, a big farce, uh, uh, Bob says, this uh, concern that 
Americans uh, have for uh, what has uh, been occurring at the border with um, children being separated from their families at the farce. They are showing um, more concern for those uh, those families than they are for the families on America's streets already, and uh, only because they want them to uh, come here and and vote for uh, for Democrats. I'm presuming. I mean, I don't think he said that, but for them, Democrats, that would be right. That's is that we well, said liberals. So he's going to vote for liberals. Okay. Those babies, we're going to get them to vote for liberals. Six year old. I mean, they grow up. Yep, they grow up. Voting happens at eighteen. Yeah, and as soon as you become an adult, years to warp their minds into voting for liberals. They're coming here at you know if they're coming here at thirteen, they've got it's five years, and then they'll be voting for liberals if they can vote, which they can't because they're not citizens. We haven't really crossed that. We haven't managed to clear that up yet. Um, hi, they're voting illegally, Mitch. Duh. Okay. I mean, you can be snarky about this, but Bob had some very serious concerns. 608-785-7914. Some very, very serious concerns. If you'd like to join us here on the air, the Better Hearing Center, talk and text line. More to come. Stick around. This is where pressing issues of the day are decided. Make sure your voice is heard. Call now at 785-7914. And your thoughts are next on Lacrosse Talk PM. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. Pearl Street Brewery and Lacrosse supporting us here on this program, and they will be hosting us tomorrow for our live show at the Pearl Street Brewery. You are invited. Come take part. It'll be fun. It'll be interactive. We don't have... Right now, live music, but that could change at any time. It's live radio. Anything could happen. We'll have some people stopping by to talk um, and other things as well. For those of you who had signed up to be Wisdom Insiders and got the special email on Monday inviting you and um, alerting you about uh, of, your, of, your, uh, of your free uh, pint glass and uh, your free beer that goes in it, Remember to bring that email. I mean, I guess you could print it out, but if you just have it on your phone, that's good enough for me. So print it out or have it on your phone. Either way, just show that email, and then you'll get your free beer and your free commemorative limited edition members-only Wisdom Insider exclusive pint glass. You're going to love it. First 100 people. First hundred, I'm sorry, first hundred Wisdom Insiders to show us that email gets a glass and a beer. 608-785-7914, Is this Effie done? Is Effie back? All right, let's go there. Effie, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yes, uh, good afternoon. Um, there are infants, toddlers, and children that cry every day as their parents drop them off to daycare centers or schools. Yeah. They want to be with their parents, and the, tr- and the parents are trying to pay for what the, the, the taxes and, and the bills as a result of uh, this huge government that we have. I don't hear any empathy from the public on these uh, uh, parents, but uh, Governor Scott Walker 
came and brought about a little bit of sympathy by giving each child a hundred dollars in this state, and so the Democrats say that that they think that that this is a farce. Um, they're belly aching about that because they say that he's uh, fishing for votes. But what what politician doesn't fish for votes at all times, 48, 24 hours a day? Um, and then I had heard a government official in Canada state a few years back that every person who comes, uh, immigrant who comes into Canada receives it's $54,000 per person. So I wonder how much every immigrant gets receives from this government once they enter, if it's 45000 per person, because they don't just come in here and, and are uh, sitting under, uh, sleeping under bridges. So if you could come up with a number like that, um, I'd be interested to find out what, what the government gives uh, the immigrants per person, uh, mm. how much money to, to assimilate into the, to, into the society. Are you asking so about, you. Are you asking yeah. about cash? Or what? What hey, cash? This is cash that there was a government official who was on a radio program. Okay, and he was within the government of Canada, and he stated that each uh, person who comes in, the immigrant, receives fifty-four thousand. Now that's a thousand dollars a year. Each person receives fifty-four thousand dollars a year in cash. In cash, okay. and I don't know if that included the family or um, a, a couple. Or individual, but okay. he said fifty-four thousand. I don't know if we pay that much, that, but does that um, sound I don't does that believe... sound realistic to you? Um, to me, I thought it was very high. Yeah, but I maybe he, a he was a man of credibility, okay. so right. I okay. didn't question that. Sure. I, I don't believe that they they assimilate the public the people in here with no money in their pockets. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're not like down here at what? the mall with holding signs that uh, I need money. Right, they need or, help. Right. Yeah, um, and maybe they should go out of the country and come back and get some cash then. Well, it's like a, a number of your callers had stated there are legal ways of doing it. We are either a country of laws or mm-hmm. we are not. Okay. So we're either going to follow the laws or tear down the borders and let everybody come in here. I mean, that way we and bring the North Koreans in here too, then we wouldn't actually fight with anybody anymore if we were all over here. <laughs> I, Wouldn't that know. make sense? Yes, it's an idea. Uh, look, Effie, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much, Rick. Effie said that um, in Canada, uh, immigrants, uh, when they come into Canada, they get $54,000 a year in cash. Could you confirm that for us, please? See if there's a, a cash payment for... Uh, that may do some, you may require some digging to find out how much money immigrants to Canada receive from when, the government. When, so when we're Canadians coming from there to here... No, just going into Canada. Oh, if I try to go, if, if, if I'm going to Canada. Yeah, if you go to Canada, they'll just pay you. So that's, uh, that's what we're saying. I think so. Um, she also also wondered how much the cash payment from our government to immigrants is. So I, if there's a number out there somewhere that we can give to Effie and others who um, also would like to know that information, how much, uh, what is the cash payment to immigrants as they come to this country, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. I mean, I mean, that should almost be right at the top of the webpage on ICE. ICE well, is... I mean, yeah, I'm getting Snopes. Do illegal refugees receive thirty eight hundred dollars per month from the government? What is what is the Snopes ruling on that? 
Uh, mostly false. Mostly false, okay. So there's some truth to that. Uh, whatever the document is that's going on, the, the viral picture, right. yep. that is an actual document. Everything else about it is false. Oh, I see. All right, well, maybe there's some other information out there in, in relation to the amount of cash that immigrants are getting paid by the... Uh, the uh, either, either the Canadian government or the American government. 608-785-7914, if you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Uh, Chris is next. Let's go there. Chris, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Well, your first mistake is going to Snopes for some sort of accurate account of what's real or not real. That was Rick, by the way. Bigger. He did that. He's, well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. But that's an entirely different story. What bugs me about this whole thing is that this is just not new, Okay. This situation, this entire situation, is completely media-driven, drummed up, a bunch of stuff shoved down your throat day in, day out. It's based on half-truths and outright lies. This is the type of thing that's been going on for years and years and years. And suddenly, a couple of Democrats walk up to a microphone, probably Chuck Schumer, uh, Mr. Schiff, or Pelosi, or all of them, and suddenly the media's on board, Twitter's on board, everybody's go, 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 go. It's an emergency. It's a crisis. You're listening to the, the news in the morning, ABC News. They're playing a baby crying saying, Daddy, Daddy. Well, I tell you what, kids from Central America don't say Daddy. They don't speak English as a first language. It's a bunch of crap. How can people not realize that we're just being taken through a bunch of crap by the media? This is just the most recent incarnation of it. There will be something else tomorrow. It's just drummed up, made up crap. Okay. Uh, well, then, I, I guess the question is, uh, once again, is, like I said at the very beginning of the show, it's very difficult to, to reach uh, um, a, an agreement on what we believe is occurring, much less coming to a, a resolution, which is what the president tried to do today by creating an executive order to rescind um, his uh, zero-tolerance policy, which is actually something that actually happened today. Um, so curious about that. Um, I guess your thoughts on that. All right, 608-785-7914. Tom would like to weigh in on Canada. Is that right? Okay, let's go there. Tom, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're Hey. I was listening to that lady. Uh, I have a friend who lived in Canada. I haven't talked to him in three years, but I had asked him about their immigration you cannot get into Canada unless you have a job and are sponsored by a company. Otherwise, you can't even get into it. So 54000 is probably the annual income or wage of the immigrants. That would be how I'd understand that. Mm. Okay. Now, that's the average wage of the person coming into the country. Mm. I also have a question for you because yeah. I heard Donald Trump at 1 o'clock on the news uh, when I was working, and they interviewed him, and he, his implication, the way he said it was that there is still zero tolerance, but he's he's keeping the entire family together and not allowing them or incarcerating the whole family. He still said he had zero tolerance. He, did, he was yeah. just not separating the family. Right. Yeah, so is that, that something that might be questioned or straightened out? Yeah, I, don't, I guess what does what does zero tolerance mean then? 
I guess. If well, zero tolerance is no more illegal immigrants. They will be prosecuted or sent back or put in jail. Mm. And he was incarcerating the entire family instead of separating them. So now they're having to find out find facilities that will handle family. Okay. But he said he still has a zero tolerance, and he just yep. is not he's he not splitting up the family. Okay. Well, look, I appreciate the the call, um, Tom. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 785-7914. Let's go to another Tom. Tom, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, all this talk brings to mind the issue of naturalization to me. Um, They're here, they came here because they wanted to be here, so naturalize them. Teach them that uh, Pledge of Allegiance and the National Anthem and the other basic tenets of our society. It's the natural. They do it at the county courthouse here in La Crosse. About mm-hmm. once a year, they have a naturalization ceremony. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you go to school for a while. My mother had to do that. Mm. She was an immigrant. Uh, so, know? so you're saying that we should naturalize those who are coming across the border illegally? Well, they came here because they wanted to be here. So even if they come across illegally, just make them citizens? Well, yeah, but... Make sure they know the Pledge of Allegiance first. They can be vetted by the system because, sure. system. you know, to vote, you need to be at least a naturalized citizen. An illegal immigrant has no identification, perhaps, and that's what's going on. Often, yeah. Well, Canada, you need to have a passport to get to Canada. It may only be the card form of the passport. Yeah, these people should really have passports. There's no question. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I remember, boy, you know, like, so... I mentioned earlier that I just got a passport. First time. First time passport getter right here. Kind of weird. That I've, I don't just, I have never traveled <laughs> at all out of the country. Well, I mean, there was that quick jaunt through Canada that one time. I was moving a friend to Rochester, New York, and we came back through Canada. So that was prior to needing any sort of documentation to do that. Um, and... Uh, before that, it was Tijuana. From spent some time, a day in Tijuana, visiting my sister when she was stationed in San Diego. And that's it. That's it. And those were pre both pre documentation days. So um, yeah, now you gotta have to you gotta have a like the passport or something, the card or something to get to Canada. Which is weird, in some ways. All right, don't forget tomorrow it's a live show. We'll be at the Pearl Street Brewery in La Crosse and um, explore a singular theme at our live show. Hopefully, it'll be entertaining and at least worth your time to come by and uh, sit down and take part and have fun. And if you are a Wisdom Insider and if you received an email earlier this week inviting you to take part in this live show, Make sure you bring your email with you. And again, you could print it off and bring it, but it might just as be as easy if you can, and I'm certain that most of you can, 
simply show us the email on your phone. And that is your, um, that's your free beer and your free commemorative edition, limited edition, uh, specially exclusive, fantastically fun lacrosse talk PM live show glass. I wish I had more names for it. I don't really. Uh, but yeah, should be a good time. I mean, if nothing else, if nothing else, you're at the tasting room of the Pearl Street Brewery, and man, they got some good beer, right? So it's pretty much you win no matter what. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. I'm Mitch Reynolds. This is Wisdom. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. This hour has been brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery and Lacrosse. Don't forget, that's where we'll be tomorrow for our live show. Show up and, I don't know, guys, I guess, drink some beer, hang out. Or not. Drink beer. Just hang out. But I'll be there. I hope you are, too. Should be fun. Thanks and my love to Anna. We'll talk tomorrow right here, but at the Pearl Street Brewery in Lacrosse. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Yeah.